0: When it comes to people's relationship with food, they tend to fall into one of two camps. Both of these are not helpful. So if you wanna know which camp you fall into and how to create healthy, sustainable habits around food, this is the podcast, Feet. Welcome to the Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up are feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezie Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive in to the show. Today we are talking about the two potentially dangerous camps that people fall into when it comes to their relationship with food. And I'm gonna share with you these two different camps, and then by the end, you will roughly know which one, which side of the spectrum you fall into. And knowing this can really help shift your habits and behaviors around food and your health. Okay. I've worked with thousands of clients, thousands of clients, and they often fall into one of these camps. And when we can address this, and when I address that in the program that I create for them, it really can help them actually make changes in their diet and in their health that actually last on a sustainable and feel kind of simple and easy for them. So but that sounds good, right? So that's what we're looking at today. Otherwise, I hope you are doing well. I'm recording this and we are officially into autumn or if you're in America, fall, uh, which is exciting. It feels cold now, like I'm wearing jumpers and scarves again, which I enjoy. Um, Big news in our house is I had my son's birthday party and my girls have been a bit sick. So that's To be honest, very stressful. (laughs) Not gonna lie. Last night I was so stressed out. I actually had like a near panic attack because it was just lots of layered things up. I haven't felt like that for a very long time. But there's just nothing like kids and kids being sick and then having to make decisions and then life and then tiredness and then sleep deprivation and then all of these things just layered up that I had to just be like, right, Joe, I just need to go. I just had to have some time to myself, did some deep breathing. Spent some time hitting the punch bag, which really helped. Because I think I was like panicky slash angry, essentially. Uh, Spent a good 25 minutes on the punch bag and jumping and doing a bit of exercise. And then once everyone was in bed, I was like, right, my brain is still a bit stressed. So it was getting my blue light glasses on. Had my reishi tea, my nighttime tea, had a hot bath. Did a meditation, a nice long meditation before bed. And actually had a really good night's sleep. Because if I get stressed in the day and don't deal with it, then I have a really poor quality sleep at night, even if I like go to sleep early. anyway. And it's not just me. I see this with clients all the time. So it's really important that you can learn how to to calm your nervous system down. And that's why I spend a lot of time with my clients doing. In fact, every client, I'll always talk to them in some shape or form about, Okay, how can we train your nervous system to serve you better? Because most of the time, people's nervous system, mine included, Um, are more inclined to the sympathetic kind of stress mode and we just find it like loads of resistance and find it really difficult to kind of shift into kind of relax mode this is when people at night can be so exhausted in the day but they like suddenly start cleaning and they can't turn their mind off and they can't sleep very well and they're writing lists or that they do go to sleep but they still wake up feeling tired probably because their sleep isn't very good quality because they've not like set themselves up for success when it comes to sleep anyway that could be a whole the podcast in itself so that's what's been happening here it's been a mixture of like fun times yay birthday and also being like oh gosh this is stressful I need to look at some things my kids are uh and actually to be honest kids being sick it's not fun but it's more about what's going on in my mind so I have been looking and reassessing that um and Otherwise, it's just been working with clients, which has been fun. I was chatting with a client this morning who we were working around around hair and hair loss. And she was seeing improving in that, which is good. I had another client whose eczema um, had been flaring up and that's massively gone down. And she can see that healing and is just feeling really chuffed about it and is getting her energy back. I had another client who um, we finished up working together or nearly finished working together. And she came to me with just kind of burnout. And lots of fatigue and some hormonal imbalances and a lot of weight gain. And she's lost about a stone and a half now. And she now has her energy back to the point where she's like, oh, me and my husband are thinking about hiring a personal trainer. When like before this was someone that was like going for a nap at 10 a.m., you know, because just the first few hours of the day were like too much. um. So that is exciting. Um, and it does mean I'm wrapping up with a couple of clients. So I will have space for new clients. Um, a limited space, like two spaces, end of October, start of November. So if you're thinking about working with me, do book a call, um, keziahall.com forward slash book to um, book in with me there because uh, I would love to work with you. And we can just chat it through. It's totally chilled. And also a side note, I love that when you start working on your health, it really does have a ripple effect. So notice that this was my client and her partner that were wanting to hire a personal trainer together. Often when you work on your own health, you know, you actually let's say this a different way. Preaching at people doesn't work. Saying to people, oh, you should stop eating sugar. You shouldn't drink as much coffee. Alcohol's bad for you, you know, doesn't work. I literally don't bother. I very rarely bother to do it because it's a waste of my energy. Someone asks me for advice, I'll give it. But I constantly see people doing stuff that I'm like, well, this isn't going to help you. But hey, it's not my business, not my life, not my body. Um, so often when people are in relationship, maybe it's family, maybe it's your kids, maybe it's your partner, maybe whatever it is. They get they're like, oh, my goodness, I want everyone else to eat the way that I do. And they try and force it or try and preach it. And it just doesn't work. Pressure never works. But when you just take responsibility for your own body, that's it. You, when you just focus on yourself, actually the ripple effect, when people around you see you glow, literally, in every shape and form, they then start to take responsibility for their own. And you don't have to carry it for them. You don't have to do it for them. You don't have to force them. You don't have to try and get them and orchestrate it. No, you just lighting up. Being as healthy as you can be, taking responsibility for your own body and life and health invites other people to do the same. And I see it all the time. It's happened in my life, in my relationships, in my family. I see it with clients all the time, all the time. It's so powerful. Okay. Right. I think that's all my exciting news. Oh, otherwise, I'm going to start a parasite cleanse soon. I'll do a podcast on that, but that's my next news. Parasite cleanse in the whole household. Whoop, whoop, party time. We know how to have fun. You know, if you want to hang out with me in real life one time, it's going to be a barrel of laughs. <laughs> Parasite cleanse party. Whoop, whoop. So anyway, I'll share with that. More about that in a future podcast episode. Otherwise, that's us time in. So I'm guessing if you listen to this podcast... You probably would like more energy, a flatter belly, you'd like to improve your digestion, deal with those wonky, uncomfortable hormones, maybe support your skin, improve your mood and mental health, and really start to feel better. I'm guessing. That must be why you're listening to the podcast. Well, if that's the case, then I want to let you know that the, to- the stuff I talk about here on the podcast is what I talk to my clients about all the time. As a holistic nutritionist, my job is to help you cre- and create a really personalized approach so that you can see results so much quicker. Because chances are you're probably trying, like you're trying to make those dietary changes. You've maybe bought some supplements, you've made a couple of shifts and maybe you've seen a bit of progress, but if you're feeling really stuck and frustrated and like you've no idea why you're not feeling better, why isn't your belly flat out? Why are you bloated? Why are your bowels? just embarrassing why is your skin a mess why is your hormones just all over the place why are you so much more anxious than you were like you know what is really going on because chances are you probably are putting more effort into your health than you know mr joe blogs or you know bob down the street but you're not feeling the results and maybe you're actually feeling worse that's the case, then I would love to work with you. I always have space for some new clients each and every month and I would love to work with you over my three or four month program where we create a really personalized and bespoke plan. And look, I have worked with thousands of clients. I'm a holistic nutritionist. This is what I'm trained to do. I studied a long time. I've had a lot of clinical hours in this profession and I know I'm super confident that I could help you and if not, I could probably refer you on to someone who could. So if you're looking to make change, if you're It's just not wanting to just do like 15 quote unquote healthy things, but really learn about your body and know what are the simple and strategic things that you can do to see results, to get more energy, better digestion, better hormones and skin in the next couple of weeks. Then I'd love to chat with you on the phone. So if you want to find out more, if you're on the fence, if you want to find out what this program looks like, then go to keziahall.com forward slash book. That's just a book and a Zoom call. These are totally chilled in formal, like zero stress calls where we just talk over Zoom. I'll ask you a couple of questions and i just find out what's going on with your health and we can chat about what tests might be helpful, what your program might look like and you can get a good idea of if working with me is the right fit for you. It's no like crazy sales technique, just like a nice chilled chat. You can bring a cup of tea if you want. So if you're interested in working with me, I can only take on a limited number of clients at a time, but I do have space right now head to KesyourHall.com forward slash wait also if finance is an issue know that i offer four and six month payment plans as well so this makes it a much more affordable monthly um kind of rate to work together um so if you are interested head to keziahall.com forward slash book book in your call we'll chat through all your questions drink a cup of tea and the calls themselves it's a bit like the podcast apart from you know you can answer back (laughs) which is helpful i know that booking a call with some random person on the internet can feel a bit weird so honestly it's just a wechat it'll be great Um, book your call and we can chat about working together and we could start working with each other within the next couple of weeks we could run some labs we could find out what's happening in your body and you could finally feel so clear and so calm and peaceful really knowing that your health is going to change that the effort you put in is going to yield a result because that's just happened what that's just what happens when you work with me okay so if you're interested caresyourhaul.com forward slash book and we can speak soon So which of these two camps do you fall into? So as a holistic nutritionist, I've been working with clients for a long time. <laughs> like probably uh, six or seven years. So I've now worked with thousands of people. So I would I would be a fool if I hadn't noticed patterns. And this, I mean, and I notice lots of patterns all the time. I'm constantly problem solving and Figuring out how to get my clients the best results in as short a space of time as possible, right? Um, I'm all about helping people really accelerate their progress, really see an incredible return on their investment. And not just their investment of their money in working with me, but their time, their headspace, their energy. Um, I'm constantly looking at doing that. And this is an area that comes up um, that I, th- I was chatting with a client just the other week and actually just thinking about my own behavior and my own life. And I was like, oh, yes, I, this comes up all the time. And it's almost when I'm working with a new client, I figure out which camp they fit into and then adjust, you know, to the, create their personalized program accordingly. So... Have a listen to this podcast, think about where it is that you feel like you fit. And this is probably, I mean, it's probably fairer to call this a spectrum than camps. But anyway, that's how my brain is thinking about it. It's probably more of a spectrum, but that just sounds less exciting, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> so that is what we're going to be looking at today in terms of, and the goal is that so you can just grow in awareness and know really where it is that you fit and therefore what action to take next and what you what you need to be aware of in terms of taking action so that you, even if you never work with me, so that you can make some incredible results, even if you're going at this alone. So there's uh, these two camps, I call them, it's just food camp, number one. And it's only about food camp, number two. So Let's just dive on in. I'm going to explain to you a little bit about what these different schools of thoughts are. I'll give you some case studies um, with one of my thousands of clients that I've worked with so that you can see how this actually looks like. And then the goal is that you will know where you sort of tend to lie and then what to do about it as well. Okay, so camp one is just food. This is probably a more pervasive, popular, where a majority of people would fit into because culturally this is what you get told. This is what you get told by everyone around you, by supermarkets, advertising, conventional medical practitioners, by the majority of things. When it comes to your health, when it comes to your body, when it comes to anything to do with your body apart from your weight, food has nothing to do with it, essentially. When it comes to your symptoms the systems in your body when it comes to diagnoses when it comes to health outcomes when it comes to how you feel when it comes to your energy nothing to do with food nothing to do with it the only thing that food has to do with is your weight and obviously your weight needs to be really small <laughs> <laughs> is the other message <laughs> so it's a it's a it's a weird set up culturally but that is generally what we get told your mental health your digestion your diagnoses your syndromes your mood your sleep your um skin your children's health all of these things your immune system essentially has nothing to do with what you eat it's just food another way of thinking about it is the um if a supermarket sells it then surely It can't be harming me and must be doing me good. Like if a supermarket sells it, then surely it must be good food. That's that's another way of thinking about it. It's like, it's this idea of, well, why would a supermarket sell this food that's bad for me? Or people will often be like, yeah, let's just take bread. And I'm not demonizing bread here. It's just an easy example. Okay. So, you know, take a deep breath, everyone. (laughs) But people will be like, well, why would a supermarket sell bread if it's not doing me good? Or why would a supermarket sell um, lots of processed biscuits if you're saying that it might contribute to my type 2 diabetes like why would that happen and that does actually seem illogical (laughs) when you say it out loud doesn't it but that's a whole different topic so it's this it's just food that food is really it's really about this disconnection we have From our food, and we are totally disconnected from our food in so many ways. We don't think about where our food comes from, who makes it, who makes money from it, is it good quality, who does it impact positively or negatively along the way. Um, We really are very disconnected from our food because our food essentially comes from supermarkets. But it's like I've talked before, it's really worth remembering that supermarkets are businesses. Most of the food that you buy and have access to, unless you are very self-sustaining and you have your own animals and your own chickens and your own vegetables and you grow your own stuff. Most of the stuff, the food that you get is an exchange for money. It's a business exchange and food is primarily about making profit. It's a business system. It's a profit driven system industry so um, a lot of what we get advertised is then about maximizing profit not maximizing health and that can be a really helpful paradigm shift for you to have if you feel like you fall into this camp this is the most common camp that people are in again because culturally this is what we get told and we just don't we just don't tend to see, oh, like this is the structure I'm in. And I'm not sharing this to criticize the structure. It's just to know that it's there, that when you are going around a supermarket, when you're buying food, it's it's about making profit. And that is generally not every food industry, but the big food industry businesses, that um, which own majority of the foods out there, surprisingly, um, are very profit-driven, not necessarily health-driven. So this is this camp one. It's really about not realizing that how powerful food is. That food really, yeah, we should be eating vegetables, sure, but really, it's not that big a deal. Like it doesn't really impact my rheumatoid arthritis, it doesn't really impact my chances of getting cancer, right? It doesn't really impact the fact that I might get diabetes, it doesn't really impact my acne, it doesn't really impact my bloating, it doesn't really impact that thrush I keep on getting. It's not really got anything to do with that depression, anxiety or bipolar that I have, yeah, it's not, nah, (laughs) Doesn't really play a role. It doesn't really impact my fertility, my cycle, my unexplained infertility. It doesn't really affect my pain levels. Yeah, it's just actually got nothing to do with any of that. That's this general idea. And again, that's what we get told. To believe. So it's, if this isn't about making it wrong, this isn't about shaming yourself or um, judging yourself or beating yourself up. It's just about becoming aware of it. So don't allow, don't make yourself wrong for this. Just be aware of like, oh yes, for most of us, this is what we grow up in. This is the culture that we grow up in. This is what we get told. This is the messaging that gets reinforced with us. And so naturally, if we don't consciously think about it, if we don't, if it doesn't get pointed out to us, then we're going to continue to think this way, um, and it's just this general disconnection where we are disconnected from our food, but it also actually we become really disconnected to our bodies then as well, because we don't we we don't uh, know and see or see a connection between choices that we make and how we feel. So this is kind of camp one this kind of just about food it's just food sorry camp where it just it's that disconnection it doesn't really matter it's not really got anything to do with your symptoms it's not really going to change your health outcomes it's not really that big a deal you should probably like this is your like a course of treatment most people get for certain health issues never addresses food ever yeah, if you get diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, they might have a couple of recommendations. But generally speaking, very few recommendations on food. If you think about when you've gone to your doctor and you've said, oh, I have insomnia or I have this pain thing. blah blah. blah. And I'm not saying they necessarily should because, you know, your, uh, your GP or your primary care provider isn't trained in nutritional science. Like they don't do a long time training in that. And it's a different kind of science to the science that they do. So it's not saying one is better than the other. Not saying that at all. It's just adding another piece of the puzzle. That's a better way of thinking about it. Instead of being like, I'm better and you're bad, or I'm better than you, or this is right and this is wrong. It's more about, okay, we need to have all the pieces of the puzzle to feel good. We need to have all the pieces of a system. We need to understand the full system, the whole picture in order to feel good. So this isn't about making one thing wrong and one thing not. Conventional medicine wrong and holistic medicine is the only way forward. No, no, no. It's just about understanding, okay, this is what I've been told. This is the structure I've been given. Is it helping me? Am I feeling good? Am I feeling the benefit of this or am I feeling the negative of this? So that's camp one. It's just food. Camp. Camp two is it's only about food. Only about food. This is also a big mistake. And you maybe see it online a lot with like the wellness influencers or people that you know where there is almost this like hyper fixation on food where it's like the only thing that people think about in terms of their health and this looks like this looks like lots of kind of different things and 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 shows up in different ways but it might look like um the typical way of looking at this is the kind of yo-yo dieting perspective. This is a very food-focused thing. So someone wants to lose weight, they go on a diet, they yo-yo, they make track calories, sins, points, macronutrients, whatever it is, whatever dieting. Remember, dieting isn't a set diet, it's a mentality. So this yo-yo dieting mindset can be up as gets applied to weight because it's only about food. The weight you are only has to do with the food that you eat, which actually isn't true your weight has to do with your thyroid your metabolisms your toxin exposure your stress levels your sleep levels your genetics your uh so many things impact your weight weight dealing with your weight is actually very simple and it's got nothing to do with count calories just just putting it out there oh i say it is simple once you figure out why um once you figure out your root causes should say sometimes it can take a bit of time. I have clients at the moment where it's, you know, I'm like, okay, it's gonna take us a while to figure out why you're at the weight you are, why weight loss is struggle for you, why you can't seem to sustain it. But when you do that, once you figure out your personalized kind of formula, then it's it is actually much simpler than you think. But this this kind of camp too. And this way of thinking is when food is just everything and they're hyper focused on food and that can look like yo-yo dieting that can look like well weight is only to do with my food and you've been trying to lose weight for 10 years and you just keep on fixating on food <laughs> counting calories intermittent fasting keto diet vegan diet paleo diet all the diets gluten-free diets free from diets real food diet whole 30 diet like whatever it is it's just that fixation that it's just food it's food alone is the answer to my weight and again, that makes sense. So when you think about camp one, that's kind of what we get told. That's the only connection we are, are given in terms of food that, yep, the only food thing food impacts is your weight, which isn't true. But that's a whole other topic in itself. This also looks like a food obsession where you see people being like obsessed with being healthy, if that makes sense. And there's like a sense and really this one, the driving factor is like anxiety and fear when people are like afraid to eat an, an inorganic apple where they're like there's an anxiety around um, what to eat and if stuff has pesticides in. it, has, you know, Gluten in and really, it's more of a vibe that you get with people where there's just quite a lot of stress and fear and anxiety around food. Is where also it might look like fixating on calories, fixating on toxins, fixating on pesticides, fixating on macronutrients, fixating on sugar content, fixating on um ingredients like that. Real hyper focused. That actually results in someone feeling quite anxious about what they're eating and results in feeling quite um, afraid. And it takes a lot and they, they spend a lot of energy thinking about food. This is kind of when food becomes the center and everything pivots around food. And there's a lot of food drama, a lot of energy spent thinking about food, planning food, planning what not to eat, beating themselves up about food, like just a lot of food drama. And it often comes with an unwillingness or unawareness to address other factors like sleep and stress and um, trauma and all of these things. Because I do talk about with clients like the that there are pillars to health, really key pillars. That as a holistic nutritionist, I'm, I work through all of them with my clients. Yes, I talk about food, but I'm so aware that food is not everything, but it is really important. It's a it's a funny gray thing. It's not. Uh, black and white food is medicine yes but it's one of several medicines that you have to apply at the same time so I talk about clients the pillars with my clients that the pillars of health are obviously the food you eat food is medicine yep totally get that sleep really really important often underrated people often think oh I get seven to eight hours tick that's fine no 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 no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> sleep so important and uh, next thing is your stress and stress management. Again, most people never want to address this. They'd much rather just fixate on food and create food drama than actually deal with their nervous system and teach themselves to calm and breathe and meditate and deal with trauma and all of this stuff, all of this stuff. Like feeling your feelings, dealing with your stress, changing your lifestyle so that there is less of it. <laughs> And the next thing is I call systems. And this is like your digestive system, your hormonal system, your endocrine system, your um supporting these very specific systems within the body. Because again, if you sleep okay and you eat well and you deal with your stress, but maybe you have a parasite in your digestive system that that's going to mess it up no matter how well you sleep and how well you eat. So looking at systems and bringing balance and optimizing those is also really really important. So those would be the pillars to to, uh, to health in general. So food is definitely one of those, but it's one of four. And actually when you get all of those right and you work on all of those, you will get you you'll make progress much quicker. Is what I'm trying to say. So what does this look like? So I have had clients, when I have a client who's kind of in camp one, I had a client who came to me, I'll give you two examples. So I had one client came to me, generally very healthy lifestyle. She'd been a vegetarian for years, pretty healthy eater, ate kind of unprocessed foods, whole food. Um, Was this like aware of food, if that makes sense in terms of that she was a vegetarian because she was like, well, I just thought it was healthier, but didn't pay that much attention to it. And so she came to me with some mental health issues and some gut issues and sleep issues. So it was a lot of insomnia, a lot of horrible gut issues and a lot of mental health issues happening. And generally, if you saw written down, she ate a relatively healthy whole food vegetarian diet. But she didn't really think that much about what she ate and she was like, well being a vegetarian's healthier so I've ticked that box, boom. Like I'm health like that's pretty good diet essentially but for her actually we really needed to look at it and we discovered actually that being a vegetarian for her wasn't serving her anymore she didn't have any ethical issues with starting to eat meat and she really needed to start eating some more meat especially red meat as soon as she started to do that she felt loads better and she really felt that connection she was also eating loads of oats and things like um organic cheese all of these like Foods that aren't bad for you, if by any means. But for her, they massively triggered off her symptoms. So that's, that's an example of her. She got, that, like, she got that eating vegetables was helpful. And she decided to be a vegetarian a very long time ago. And just because she'd read, that was the best thing to do. But she, there wasn't that connection that food is medicine. And that food is a really important pillar. Or said in another way, food, the food that you eat is a constant like data input into the into your system your system being your body so you're eating what three times a day four times a day and that is a, like a constant input into this system if you are constantly putting something into a system that is going to that is almost errorful, shall we say, that isn't ideal, that doesn't suit it, you're going to create problems in the system. Meaning if you're eating foods every day that are quote unquote healthy and whole foods, but creating inflammation, you're adding, you're, you're almost adding things that are creating inflammation three, four times a day, every day. Could you imagine the compounding effect of that? If you're eating something, so for this client, oats, Oats. There's loads of great research about oats. You can go on PubMed and the beta-glucans and the fiber and the, you know, you can get all the evidence about how great oats are for you. 100%. You can. But for this client, they massively impacted her digestion. They made her fatigue. They impacted her bowels. She felt so much better when she removed them because It was about and for her, it really was this kind of awareness of, oh, yes, food really is my medicine. It wasn't just like, ugh, whatever, I'll just eat (laughs) some food. I'm generally healthy. Leave me alone type thing. It was like, oh, my body doesn't like this food. This food makes my body have these symptoms. It creates inflammation in my body. And we really, and you know, as we just listened to her body made changes, she started to feel loads better, started to sleep better. She had better energy. Her mental health really stabilized, especially because we started to add in some more meat. And so, you know, zinc, B12, um uh, you don't get loads of folate in meat but all of these other key nutrients that often come from animal products are so helpful for mental health and um, so that was a really huge part another side of that example is a client who came to me who was just so tired chronic fatigue fibromyalgia a lot of pain really exhausted and just relying a lot on processed foods had kind of tried to remove sugar and stuff before but it really just didn't feel like it made that much of a difference and she couldn't be bothered and she was really tired and she was a little bit of the, but like there was a bit of resistance because she's like well why would it like it, the food I'm eating can't be making can't be contributing to this whole list of diagnoses that she had and had had for years because she's like surely why would they sell that like it can't it's not that big a deal basically Kezi. and she wanted to work with me just to figure out if there was any like supplements and those kind of things that would help but was a little bit resistant to making any dietary changes um in a way and so we just I just said well let's run an experiment for a couple of weeks we'll make some changes in your diet and if you don't feel any better from making these changes in your diet then you can go back that's totally fine because in the back of my head I totally know she's gonna feel better (laughs) but anyway So we ran this experiment and for her, she was like, she actually got really annoyed because she was like, how are they allowed to sell me all this stuff that makes me, you know, that's contributing to my pain? Like she had terrible pain every day, terrible hormones, terrible energy, all of this sort of stuff. She's like, how is that allowed that I'm being sold all this stuff that's quote unquote healthy, but that makes me feel so sick and creates so much pain in her body. And I was like, is that, it's because it's personalized, you know, you can't, This isn't about blaming supermarkets. It's just about being aware that they're a business and that actually you're responsible for what goes in your body. That's your choice. It's not not a supermarket's responsibility to to keep you healthy. Actually, they don't control what goes in your mouth. It's your responsibility. And And it was this kind of working together over the many months as she... Got her energy back and we bounced out her hormones and we reduced her pain levels and all of that good stuff was just actually her being like understanding her body and realizing that connection. It was so, so powerful. So that's what a little bit of what camp one can look like. It can be that just sometimes it's a just not knowing, like you just don't know what you don't know. And other times it can be the deeper level of it is mm, I just don't want to take responsibility for what I eat. Like I'd rather just not think about that. And I get that, but it's just knowing, just noticing where you are. And with Camp 2, when it's only about food, this comes up a lot when I work with people that are like classic dieters, where they've been dieting yo-yoing backwards and forwards for years, just fixating on calories and sins and points and macronutrients, and they weigh themselves every day and they only focus on food and they never deal with anything else. So I had a client um, recently, a really negative, toxic dieting history um, that had impacted her metabolism. Now struggling with metabolic diseases, um, lots of uh, additional fat on her body, like just as a result of a damaged metabolism and a really messed up relationship with food, because it became only about food. And she and what a lot of what we did together was not creating some really restrictive eating plan, because that wouldn't have helped her at all. And let's be honest, she tried that like a million times and got nowhere. It was really about dealing with these other aspects. So with her, we really focused on sleep because her sleep was terrible we really focused on her stress and feeling her feelings and dealing with that and really having um uh, dealing with her stress management in the day we really looked at her systems her hormone system digestion we looked at increasing her melatonin like we really focused on the other three pillars so that and obviously still on food a bit but we really needed to make uh, she really needed to realize this is a whole spectrum here, and that food is not the only answer for her. And actually, for her, folk being so focused on food alone had been quite destructive for her metabolism and for her body. So that's what be a lo- what can it can look like as if it's only about food. Now, for most of us, we kind of can sometimes swing in between these two things. For me, I. I'm definitely more of a camp two person as a holistic nutritionist. That's part of the danger of my job. (laughs) Because, you know, I'm reading research all the time that's talking about. um, Oh, what was I reading the other day? Uh, Oh, no, I was at a lecture the other day that was talking about how like um, about animal dairy and no mammals should have it and we shouldn't eat dairy and we shouldn't eat carbs and we shouldn't eat you know I'm constantly getting different approaches and things and then you can be at other lectures or cbd uh cpd stuff that's always like and meat is terrible like I'm constantly getting information constantly learning constantly researching about food a lot of the time so that's definitely the camp that I fall into and I have to really be careful in terms of okay Kezia are you fixating on food is are you feeling fear and anxiety right now around food? Um, why is that and what's going on? Like I can um, overthink things and overanalyze, and you know, that would be the spectrum that I can fall into if I'm not, to be honest, looking after myself in all in the fullest holistic sense of it. So, this is something that I've had to learn to just really focus on the other aspects. So I focus on my systems, I focus on my stress management. Feeling my feelings, therapy, meditation, breathing, movement, being outside, connecting with friends—that makes it If if I'm not looking after my stress and dealing with stress in a healthy way, it all it's, I'm always going to funnel it into food. It's just how it works for me. Sleep is another huge one, so that's that's kind of where I fall. But thankfully, uh, now over the years that I've been doing this, I kind of have learned how to balance in that middle how to kind of you know just gently swing in the middle like because sometimes I just need to go because oh, it's just food leave it alone you know I don't need to because I can be what was I eating the other day Oh yeah, we got a takeaway at the weekend. And if I let my brain, I can go into, oh, this is all just going to be rapeseed oil and sunflower oil, which is so inflammatory. And actually I was reading that paper the other day that showed the inflammation from hydrogenated fats can actually stay in your system for like three weeks, which is a really long time. Like this is just how my brain works. I have to just be like, Kezia, it's just food. This is the right choice for right now. It's really delicious. Just enjoy it. I have to shut that down in my brain. And uh, because otherwise I can get a little bit, you know, I have to decide to swing a little bit to the way to the, it's just food side. And other times I have to really think, you know, recently I was looking at a couple of symptoms that I had and I was thinking, oh, okay, this is probably to do with these few inflammatory foods that I'm eating and how, like, what would be an easy way to shift those? How can I change that around? So this is constantly, when you actually get into a healthier place around it, you probably kind of find that you're sort of in the middle. If you think of these two camps as a different ends of a pendulum, ideally you're probably swinging very gently in the middle between these two. And it's worth saying, like, you know, once you figure out where you are, so have a think in terms of your action and what to do about this, have a think of where you mainly sit. Like, are you just totally disconnected from the food that you eat and you're sitting there with loads of health problems and are like, oh yeah, I don't really like oh yeah, I've never made that massive change with food. I eat quite a lot of processed food. I don't really think about it. I don't really pay attention. Or do you think about it way too much and you create a lot of food drama? I imagine if you listen to this podcast, there's probably more people that listen to this podcast that have a lot of food drama, kind of the camp two side, the second camp, where it's just only about food. Probably based on this audience, there's probably more people in that camp than maybe the other camp. So it's really worth talking about because it's food is so important and it is your medicine and it's one of the first things we want to it's so powerful is another way of thinking about it if you want to feel better and improve your mood and feel good figuring out what foods to eat that really work for you is like one of the best things you can do because just like I talked about before those inputs if you can put the right inputs into your system three or four times a day you can feel amazing Because it's like giving your body the right fuel, the right, like the stuff that really makes it sing, the stuff that really makes your body go, woo, yeah, I'm feeling good. That can make you feel amazing. It is so powerful. The food you eat is so powerful, but fixating and creating drama and fear around the food that you eat is not helpful and powerful and actually drain you of energy in the long run. So a couple of action points for you. If you're going at this alone, if you're doing this whole process and you just doing it by yourself, piece by piece, I would really think about those pillars that I shared with you, the sleep, stress, food and systems. Think about those things and just pick one pillar at a time to focus on. So maybe right now you're like, actually, yeah, I've been fixating too much on food and restricting too many things and creating too much food drama. You know what, for the next month or two, I'm primarily going to focus on my sleep and making sure I take all of Kesia's advice around sleep and improving my sleep hygiene, my circadian rhythm, blocking out blue light, all of that stuff. I've done loads of podcasts on that. And you pick that and focus on that one thing for a while. That would be really, really helpful. Or maybe you're in camp one, actually, and you've never, you know, you're not really that connected to the food that you eat. You're kind of just looking for quick wins and easy answers then maybe you're going to focus on food for the next couple of months and really think about, okay, what food makes me feel good and what food doesn't make me feel good. Picking one at a time can be really helpful. Now, if you're wanting to kind of look at more of these things and look at deal with all of these systems at the same time, you really like coming to work with me is the best way of doing that. You know, if you're going this alone, you only have so much headspace and capacity for change. And working with me actually massively multiplies your capacity to make shifts and see changes. I was chatting to a client about this the other day. You know, it's because my job as a holistic nutritionist is kind of to hold space, make plans, problem solves, create programs, strategize, and really just tell you what to do and when. And not, and you don't really need to think about any of this stuff. <laughs> I kind of deal with any of the potential drama, the research, the thinking, the planning, and you actually kind of just go ahead and do it. So if you are wanting to kind of accelerate your results, then booking in your call, thinking about working with me, just chatting it through on the phone and seeing if it's a right fit for you would be the best place to do. But if you are like, no, Kezia, yeah, I'm going to do this on my own just now, then really pick one of those pillars. Think First of all, think about what camp you're in. Camp one or camp two? Where roughly do you fall? Because that awareness can be huge. Because then you can just catch yourself, you know? You can just catch yourself and be like, oh, okay, yes, I'm, I'm doing this thing. I'm heading up this end of the spectrum. You can catch yourself and awareness is so powerful. Step number one. Step number two is if you're going this alone, pick one of those pillars to work on one thing at a time. Don't try and do all of it at the same time. Or if you're really wanting to dive in and you want to see some results faster and quicker, then head to kezuhull.com forward slash book, book in a call with me and we could chat about working together because then you actually will have way more capacity to see more results, make more changes and, you know, feel better, faster. But whatever works for you, but just take some action, small action. Often when we think action, we think like big, massive, huge action. It can be really small. It can be really small and it's really important that you celebrate it really celebrate the progress that you make because it's amazing, you know, and it's celebrating yourself and being proud of yourself is the wonderful counterbalance or a wonderful way to drown out actually the self-criticism and the judgment and the harshness that so many of us have towards our bodies and ourselves. You know, often we think, oh, how can I love myself more and that can be like a thing that we think about and don't really know what to do. Actually, I think sometimes one of the best ways to do that is to not actually think about how I can love my body more, is to actually just learn to celebrate yourself. Just and celebrate the small things and how to be proud of yourself, to notice when you're like, oh, I've had I've gone to bed earlier a few nights this week, or I've eaten more green vegetables this week. Like, I've eaten like two portions as opposed to no portions. Well done me. It's such a powerful. Uh, mindset shift that then impacts your behaviors in the day to day so celebrate your progress celebrate yourself notice the small steps that you make that where you see progress and where you've shifted your behavior and your habits and if you want if you want to see bigger steps and make bigger progress then get in touch and we can chat about working together but I hope this has been helpful I will be back next week and we're going to be talking about CBD oil and if it's all fact or fiction when it comes to everyone harping on about how good it is. So that's what we gonna be looking at next week. Get in touch if you have any questions. Otherwise, I'll chat to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I'm so glad that you are here. And if you're looking for more in-depth, personalized support, then remember, I'm currently taking on new clients, so we could get started working together super soon. So head to keziahall.com forward slash book to book in your call with me, and we'll just chat it through, what it looks like, what it would look like for you, and answer all of your questions, and you can decide if it's a good fit. So head to keziahall.com forward slash book, book in your call with me, and we can chat super soon on Zoom, which would be really fun. It would be like a podcast, but where you can reply... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is always fun. So I would love to chat with you. So head to kesiohall.com forward slash book and we can just chat it through. This is a really chilled, informal chat. No pressure, no weird, weird sales techniques, just a chat on Zoom and feel free to bring a cup of tea. Okay, I look forward to speaking to you soon. Bye.